0: Hello, and welcome to Creston Global's The International Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Hannah, your host, and we're back from our lovely long break for the holidays with two new incredible guests to continue our discussions around the entrepreneurial mindset. Today, we're in Central Europe to get their take on the Creston Global Entrepreneur Report. If you've just joined us as a new listener, I'd recommend listening to episode one, part one, for some general housekeeping on how this podcast works but in short we'll be speaking with our two new guests for two episodes where the discussion will be split over a part one and part two. Part two being released next week to keep these sessions easily digestible for busy listeners. Just a quick note before we start, Uh, There may be a little distortion on the line this week, so please bear with, but we can guarantee that what our guests have to say today is worth persevering through some less than desirable audio quality patches for. I'm thrilled to have our episode six entrepreneurs here today representing the European arm of Creston Global. Would you both like to introduce yourselves to the listeners?
1: Okay, then I start. Hi, hi, everybody. My name is Hans Schell. I'm um, managing partner of Cresten of, uh, Bansbach, and I'm with Cresten Bansbach since more than 30 years in, in the audit profession. And uh, actually, I'm more working in, in transaction services. And I'm, I'm happy to, to be part of uh, this podcast.
2: Morning all. I am Theo Theodulu. I am the chairman of the Crestum Global Audit Group and also Director of Audit and Assurance of Crestum IETH in Nicosia Cyprus. I deal mainly with the audit and assurance um, related services, and I'm happy to be part of this podcast.
0: And why did you choose to get into accountancy, um, particularly consultancy for accountancy? What inspired your career trajectory over the years as an entrepreneur in your own rights?
1: well for me that's explained quite simply my my father was already a public auditor and i gained my first insights into the profession through him and i i found it exciting not only to be able to look behind the scenes of companies and to understand business better what i also w- w- was uh wished was uh to accompany companies and entrepreneurs as uh, part of their way and to help guide the development of entrepreneurs and their companies as, as a consultant. In addition, um, I have always wanted to contribute in the development of the company for which I'm responsible. Um, and that's why I'm, I'm very grateful that I've been on the management board of Creston Barnsbach for 12 years and the board of Creston Global for almost two years. This. Uh, This this has given me the opportunity and uh, the confidence to contribute actively in shaping our company as well as the network that has been co-founded by our company more than 50 years ago. And it makes me very happy and proud to be placed in such a position um, of of trust in both companies. Thanks. So how did I get into
2: accountancy? Um, Similar to Hans, uh, I was influenced by my father in my early age um spending my summer um, break during um, when we had a, a holiday break I would be here at the office uh, learning the basics of uh, bookkeeping and accounting um, I was never really forced into the profession it's something that I, I I actually liked obviously having my father as a role model it was easier for me to follow the profession I then trained um, with uh, more Stevens in London I did my charter accountancy. And I've joined Creston ITH, it's been almost 10 years now. I've been with the the firm here. Um, Again, having the opportunity to get involved into Creston Global as well as part of the uh, Global Audit Group is a a great opportunity for me. And um, I find the, the opportunities given to me very exciting, especially with Creston Global.
0: Now, we usually do a brief warm-up question just to get you as guests in the flow, as well as allow the listeners a little more insights into you as people. So if you wouldn't mind humoring us, um, if you could have dinner with anyone in the world, past or present, who would it be
1: and why? Hmm. Um, well, I, I can think of many people who fascinate and, and impress me. In, in Germany, there's an adjective um, named um, merkwürdig which is literally translated into english worth to remember and i have met many people who are worth to remember many entrepreneurs especially and any more fascinating people unfortunately i have not seen only read about or from and uh well who i would like to meet is uh, is the soccer coach of of sc freiburg uh, the city in where i'm 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 living um, I, I'm fascinating how he, he does, uh, every year he manages to put together a great, inspiring soccer team on a small budget. He trains them and makes them perform at their best. At the moment, they are leading the, the German um, soccer uh, league. And uh, this art of molding young people into a team, helping them to develop is one reason I would like to meet him. And in addition, uh, that's that's much, much more important for me. He, he keeps a very clear view on the really important things in life and repeatedly speaks out on political issues. And that's why I would gladly get to know this facet better as, as well.
2: So basically, if I could have dinner with anyone um, in the world, that would be um, Massimo Bottura. He's a very uh, famous Italian chef. Um, other than accounting, my my passion is, is cooking. Um, the reason why I choose Massimo is because um, i see seen his um, commitment to promote his uh, hometown, Modena, uh, local products, and um, I've seen his story where he began um, and where he ended up being. Uh, obviously, uh, starting from nothing, uh, turning into a, a world uh, non chef. Uh, and again, the way he promotes his um, hometown, his uh, home products, it's uh, something that fascinates me and uh, uh, gives me great respect for this person.
0: Great, thanks. I know you're both busy people, so let's get straight into it. What were your thoughts on the Entrepreneur Report overall? Anything that really stood out um, and anything in particular that may have kind of surprised you a little bit?
1: Hmm. Well, um, although I've been advising and supporting internationally operating companies for over 30 years, I find the results of this study uh, very, very helpful for, for further um, advice of, of entrepreneurs. Whereas my view was previously very much shaped by the by the German lens, as I'm, I'm working in Germany and with German entrepreneurs, the, the study expands my view of, of global business to include in particular, the regional economy's motivation for internationalization. And it is interesting to note that internationalization always takes place close to the to the home home base i thought that mostly germans uh, go go um, over overseas and and do business in, in the us or in asia but uh, that internationalization uh, took place close to to the your home country that was uh, was uh, really new for for, for me
2: so my thoughts on the findings of the white paper. Um, first of all, it's exciting to see how the new generation or the younger generation is more open to the idea of uh, entrepreneurship. Uh, obviously, it's interesting to see the contracts of, of opinion between different regions, uh, highlighting once again um, the importance of uh, diversification and difference in the, in the business cultures. Um, and, and again, um, it's surprising, I would say, to see that um, there's a shift of uh, interest from the West to the East and the Middle East uh, on uh, doing international business.
0: And what were your thoughts on the findings more specifically in relation to your own region and the countries where you work most? Any key takeaways you think the listeners should really pay attention to at all?
1: Well, related to, to, to Germany, I, I was really surprised that that only um, one-fourth of the German companies surveyed are actively uh, internationally through subsidiaries. I would have expected that there's a larger number for, for Germany as uh, Germany is an export nation. And uh, I thought they're doing the export more to, to subsidiaries than to, to sales representatives who are not part of, of uh, the, the group of, of the German mothers. So that was really, really um, new for, for, for me. So my
2: thoughts on the findings in relation to the to my region uh, being Cyprus part of Eastern Europe, Europe and and the countries we work most with, uh, I agree with Hans. It's, a, it's it's a surprise to me that uh, I would say I would not split. Uh, I would say Europe um, in in unity um, is less active in international business. Um, one of the reasons I would um, use is the fact that um, following the European Union and the eurozone. There seems to be a comfort between European countries to do business together. And probably it makes it easier for them to work together rather than going um, outside their borders. Um, again, the comfort zone. Uh, probably the ease of doing business in Europe would um uh, I would give that as a number one factor in, in in justifying the the discrepancies identified in the white paper.
1: Yeah i think they they do not face the, so so many cultural differences if they stay within europe than uh, going overseas to to us or or asia that's right yeah that's right
2: exactly yeah. i agree with you it's it's much easier doing business you have a a massive region actually um mm. it, the, the same um rules the same regulations um looking at, uh, at it from a european perspective it, it, it's much easier and, and looking at Cyprus, to be honest, uh, this is what we look into when looking for international vision. We start with Europe because Europe mm-hmm. is small, and then we, we go abroad. So it's totally understandable and I, I mm-hmm. just by the results of these uh, findings.
0: Just to dig a little deeper, did you think there was any big surprises or was it all generally what you'd expect to see for the most part for this kind of
1: research? Well, yeah. Um... The big surprise for me was uh, the findings about China. To to be honest, not the fact that so many companies, 89% are internationally active. That's not a really big surprise, but but the motivation. I thought and I expected that the development of sales market to be more important for for Chinese companies. Uh, the, the, The fact that for Chinese, the development of suppliers is almost as important. Um, then the motivation for internalization in other regions was, was a great surprise for me. I thought that sales is more important than, than uh, the, the, the purchase supply. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the white paper shows a different uh, result.
2: So what were the big surprises from the white paper? Um, there were a couple of surprises for me. Uh firstly, the shift of trend, I would say, or mindset between the West and the East, or the Middle East, I would say. Um, I think it's, uh, if you were to conduct this survey 15 years ago, I think that the results would have been completely the opposite. Um, it's amazing how um, the, the mindset have, has shifted. Um, obviously, I'm happy to see how globalization has had an impact on this, and uh, obviously um, affecting the the way that uh the, the, the East is thinking about doing international business. Um, the other thing that was surprised was the uh, gender, um, apologies, the age, gender, the age uh, gap. And obviously I would expect that more uh, mature um, business people would look into expanding internationally, whereas it, the results show that um, the younger generation is looking into obviously the entrepreneurship mindset. Um, And I'm really happy to see that there are no differences in in gender when it comes to doing (laughs) stuff.
0: Briefly moving back to a slightly wider view of the research. How has the entrepreneur landscape evolved since you first entered the workplace yourselves? Do you see more entrepreneurs than when you started your career or fewer? Anything that you think may have helped people expand globally as independent businesses any kind of observations at all on, on how the landscape has changed since you both started your own
1: careers? Well, I think the, the landscape has changed because um, the the Asia and and Far East um, companies and people are are more hungry, I would say, than than uh, the, the Europeans. We have uh, a good Life standard, let's say, and uh, we are safe. We could um, um, uh, buy what, what, whatever we want, uh, and uh, yeah. And, and in the eastern part uh, of the of the world, they they still have to, to uh, come to a, a reason a level of of uh, worth, uh, which we already um, have. And and I think that's that's the reason. Why they are more active? They're working harder. Um, you know, I remember when I I started in the profession, it was uh, was um, uh, quite common to work on weekends and do do the final uh, do, do the, the finalization of audits, writing the reports on on weekends or in due to, in, in night uh, during nighttime. Nowadays, um, no one will be in the office over the weekend. It's just. Uh, from Monday to Friday, and uh, that's uh, why I think we are we are, we are too to not not hungry enough uh, as they are in the in the eastern hemisphere. Um,
2: so what what basically uh, justifies the change in shift of mindset as we've discussed before? Um, I think I agree with Hans. It's basically the fact that the the east part of the world is um, some of the emerging economies. They are hungry, I would say, and I agree with the previous by Hans on actually uh, succeeding in developing their business. Um, obviously, as, as I said, globalization is, uh, has had a huge impact. Um, and I think the other thing that's, um, that has obviously uh, motivated this notion is um, technology as well. The development of technologies is a huge contributor, um, especially assisting um, Eastern uh, countries. Uh, and entering into international business and promoting
0: their business. And what has been your experience of working with entrepreneurs who may just be starting out on their own global expansion journey? And um, what is the general attitude that you seem to seem to encounter when you're working with these people?
1: <laughs> um, great question. Uh, experience with, with entrepreneurs. Um, well, as I as I already said, um, entrepreneurs are, are worth to remember in the best sense of of the word. Um They always have a clear uh, clear goals and in, in in mind and and they want to realize them and many of them have the motto can not be done doesn't exist and that's a great challenge for especially all, for for consultants um, uh, especially if, if entrepreneurs go abroad for the first time and if they leave then Europe. They expect that the the European way of of dealing with things, administration, uh, they will find it also if they go overseas. And uh, that's where a good uh, network is worth its weight in gold. And thanks to our colleagues uh, at at Creston Global, we can prepare entrepreneurs for for local conditions and thus ensure that the surprises are limited. And uh, I think um, foreign investments are as successful as they could be uh, using uh, our our network colleagues.
2: So what has been my experience um, with entrepreneurs? Um, it's fascinating, I would say. Uh, Cypriots, by default, have been entrepreneurs for decades now, actually. Um, due to the small size of our economy, um, we have always been looking for ways to um, expand internationally and obviously think outside the box. Uh, my day-to-day um, exposure I have with entrepreneurs um, reflects actually your findings in the white paper and mainly the the, the mindset you get to see in an entrepreneur. Um, my opinion is that this, uh, at least from the CIPRO perspective, there's no restriction in age, which is great uh, contrary to what the white paper shows uh, and again, what Hans has mentioned, there's um, entrepreneurs today, especially the young generation they do not take no for an answer they they would always um Try and think outside the box. Um, obviously again, technology is a massive factor in, in, in contributing to this mindset, uh, but I, I believe um, it's, it's fascinating working with them. And as uh, Hans said, at Creston Global, we're looking to, sh- to uh, reshape the, the mindset of our advisors and making sure that we can accommodate um, the new mindset of uh, these entrepreneurs.
0: And I think we'll leave it there for this week. We've covered loads of great stuff and I'm sure this is all invaluable to our listening entrepreneurs and anyone who's interested in global business, really. As always, there's a link to the research report in the podcast description and join us again next week to finish the conversation with Hans and Theo. Lots more to come. Until then, have a great week and catch you next time. Bye.